Hey, Starling, welcome to the Starseed Mission Podcast, a jam packed series to help you understand your Earth mission, awaken your multidimensionality, and embody your highest self in a grounded and empowered way. My name is Z Earthstar Healer, the founder of the Earthstar Academy. We support God's angels on Earth, the starseeds, indigos, dreamweavers, and lightworkers. We meet in the heart of the Christos organic ascension path, and together we are on a mission to return divine love to the heart of all of humanity and ring in heaven on Earth. In my podcast, I'll teach you how to access your higher consciousness, heal yourself on all levels, connect with your angelic galactic support team, and lead a miracle-filled life of divine purpose. Welcome here, get cozy, and let's get started with today's episode. Hi everybody! Welcome to Starseed Mission Support! Um... This is Starseed Mission Support, and it is a home transmission frequency out from us here at the Earth Star Sanctuary, from me, Z, and all the beautiful angelic galactic spirit elemental beings that um, work alongside with us to create a space of absolute sacredness and purity and safety so that we can engage in some of these more intense conversations. Because if you are in resonance with being a starseed on the planet, then you are basically in for a wild adventure of a lifetime (laughs) on this planet. I mean, sometimes it really just feels like a movie. And um, I uh, don't have any copies of my book with me but i will drop a link out down in the description and um maybe i'll show you guys the cover hang on shane do you mind finding a copy of my book and bringing it to me (laughs) thanks okay the reason why i want to bring out my book is that it's very relevant to our conversation today which is about the real galactics and cia counterfeits and discernment which is a huge conversation in our community i know that many of you commented on my instagram post about discernment and how we need a little boost and so this is going to be a great video for you so let's just dive right in i'm going to give an overview of what we're going to talk about in our video today um and for those of you that usually tune into these live streams just so you knew this is Again, a pre-recorded video because of my internet situation at home. Um, but some of you are saying that the pre-recorded videos are clearer because I'm just straight uh, recording a transmission. And so, um, yeah, give me a vote. I'll still do these live streams because I know that the community engagement and this beautiful um, room that we have on our YouTube channel is so brilliant and beautiful. And so I'm definitely going to keep doing these live streams. But let me know if these videos are better um, than when I would stream them um, live. So today, um, our video, we're going to start by talking about 3D real life galactic experiences. (laughs) Um, I think that this is important. And I'm going to explain why. Because uh, building a relationship with galactic beings takes time. And building a relationship with galactic beings that are in other dimensions and are invisible to our 3D vision and view um, is just like building a relationship with people that are seen and physical because it still requires for your being to learn about them and to um, build a 
bond that is built on your experiences that are shared and, you know, the love that you've exchanged. And so these are real experiences that the human cultivates only over time. So we'll talk about that. I'll talk about the united plan of the original creation, which is what all the star seeds are connected to. And some of the key activation words here are 144,000, which talks about, you know, genetic sequences of activation and actually the DNA templates of certain beings that are incarnate on the planet right now. I actually think that there are hundreds of thousands, you know, I'm seeing 300,000 in this activation wave. There's going to be more. Um, and so uh, just so that we're clear on our definition of starseed, we operate with the definition of starseed as someone that has arrived here on this plane in this physical incarnation at this time from somewhere else with the intention of co-creating with universal evolution. So, of course, all people come from the source, but not all souls that are incarnate at this time have that very specific source and intention and mission as they incarnate on this on this um, planet and i have a lot of other videos about this if you want to go check those out you can just go on my channel about star seeds so we're going to talk about the different military experiments that center around you know mind control particularly using frequencies and particularly using technology that emit certain frequencies and i particularly do not really do any physical research on these things but over the years i've heard these things come to me i receive all of my information from 3d physical experiences and so i will explain to you um those and why it's a little bit more trustworthy of a source of information not saying you should just take everything i say as the truth either okay so that's why we're going to be talking about subtle energy and higher sense perception and subtle sense perception and how when we actually do our inner work and work on these denser layers of our light body and we're going to talk about how we can do that and i'm going to bring back the healings at the end of these transmissions we used to do that before i went out on a good work mission where i was living in the car for a couple months this summer but now we're back in our studio so i'm going to bring back the healings at the end of our session here today so we're going to work on clearing the denser layers of our aura and you know why that gives us better discernment i'm going to explain that so this is an overview of what we're going to be exploring in today's video and i'm so excited if you're new to my channel give this video a like subscribe because this channel is here for you if you are a star seed and you resonate with being a star seed this channel is here to support you, to give you background information and training that we need to get our energy in tip-top shape and that we're operating in our original creational template so that we are the superheroes and the superstars and the emanators of pure source divine love that we came to be. So if that resonates with you, um, definitely stay tuned for more goodness from our family. So let's talk about the real galactics, okay? This is a fascinating conversation because um, when I first woke up, and I want to tell you guys the story. Um, many of you already know the story, but for those of you who are new to my channel, I woke up back in March of 2013. And at that time, I literally had just quit university as a classical piano student. And I'd spent most of my teenage and young adult life as this very um, typical Chinese girl 
really great at school, um, had hopes and dreams of becoming, you know, a astute part of society <laughs> and, um, you know, took my study seriously, trained as a professional classical pianist, okay, just where I was. And I would say that at that point, I was totally asleep and I was living inside of the false matrix. Um, a brief definition, and you're going to hear me use these words. The false matrix is what I use to describe the locked away 3D reality that most humans are living inside of that is completely severed from the other dimensional fields of energy and the connection to original organic source. So people are living with no awareness of the presence of other dimensions and or original source that it's in the heart of all beings. Okay, so the false matrix is basically the reality in which that is completely severed. So this is also the reality where shopping malls and McDonald's and <laughs> um, schools that make children, um, you know, stay in these little clean plastic boxes eight feet away from each other. You know, this is what I call the false matrix. So that point back in March of 2013, I was living entirely inside of the false matrix and I did not want to be a classical pianist anymore because piano school was tedious and nobody was having any fun. And that was really what woke me up is realizing one day suddenly that nobody was having any fun and people were getting on the bus to go to work with their little briefcases and they just looked sullen like there was no one home. And so I realized that there was something really creepy about that. And by me noticing that there was really something creepy about that, I went into the creepiness of it to get more information. And I later discovered that this is actually one of my gifts, and I'll explain that. But basically, March of 2013, this booming voice in my head screamed, where are you from? And I was like, I don't know. I was born in China. And it was like, Andromeda. Uh at the time, I didn't even know that Andromeda was a galaxy, so I was bewildered. You know, first of all, never heard any psychic impressions like that. And second of all, it's telling me that I'm from Andromeda, so that was really weird. Um, but, you know, having always been a pretty open-minded and curious individual, I went home and I just Googled beings from Andromeda, you know, because Google knows everything. And if you want to know something, you ask Google, right? So that was actually when I came across all of the starseed information that exists on the internet. And I was quite surprised that so many people in the world, I mean, there were hundreds of websites and, you know, groups with tens and hundreds of thousands of people in them that, you know, are relating to being a starseed. So I was surprised that so many people on the, on the, on the planet, you know, not only knew about this phenomena, but actually really resonated with it. And as I did more research and I read more about star seeds, I realized that nothing else made more sense for my existence than what it was saying, which is that, you know, beings from other star systems and dimensions and even universes are here in of this moment of universal evolution that we are experiencing the 3D as liberation and a transformation of humanity and the creating of new earth on this planet in the physical but there's all of these ripples that 
reaches out all the way into the totality of this universal body. And of course, it says, you know, you are a super sensitive person. You feel like you've always been tuned into other people's emotions. You've always felt like you are here to help and to help others, to support in some way. You are a super empath. All those things. You probably feel like you don't fit in. All of the things. And that's when I, I resonated with it to such a deep level. I was like, oh, I'm a super weirdo because I'm actually an alien, of course. So that's when it clicked for me. And I was very curious about the source of this voice that was communicating with me. And I realized that if I reached back with my thoughts, then I could actually communicate with this being. And um, <clears throat> I think it was then that um, I you know, this feeling that something strange was happening in the world really deepened. Like I could no longer ignore it, you know, being, and now the world is even harder to ignore with the strangeness of, you know, the pandemic and everything that's happening. <clears throat> and so the more that I leaned into the strangeness of the world, the more that I leaned into how much pain I was perceiving that all the humans that I interacted with on a daily basis were feeling. Because again, when you're super sensitive and you're an empath, you can just feel how much tension and conflict people are feeling inside, you know, how much displeasure and discontentment people are really feeling. And this is a major reason why a young starseed or a young empath will actually shut down their sensitivity, right? So they don't then overwhelm by the intense emotional turmoil that their family members and all of humanity is under all the time. And so eventually that feeling of turmoil pushed me to fully acknowledge it. And when I fully acknowledged it, I realized that it was a decision that I had to make. I could either continue living, just coexisting with the reality that this misery was there all the time, or I could just completely pivot my life to responding to that crisis, to doing something about it. And I decided that, you know, this was something that was meaningful enough to me. I wanted to um, help people feel better. <laughs> in simple terms right that's like what what that earnest desire inside was like i just wanted people to enjoy life because i felt like that's what n normal should actually be and for many of you that come from advanced civilizations you know we're like you know oh like all people are creatively fulfilled and deeply connected to god and have a deep inner um experience of sacredness you know this is normal where we come from and so all we want, all I wanted was for these humans to have a taste of that reality, that it was possible. And so then I ran into a wall because I realized that my vision was so huge. I wanted all of humanity to experience a high consciousness civilization. <laughs> and I'm, you know, waking up. I'm broke. I'm a university student. I <laughs> don't have any friends. And um, I was like, how the heck am I going to do that? And so I realized that there were parts of myself that were greater than this singular experience of my personality that I have experienced myself as for my whole life. 
And so for whatever reason, even though I didn't grow up in a religious or spiritual family environment at all, I knew I had to go and talk to the mother planet, Gaia, and I needed to go talk to the great spirit. <laughs> so it was strange to me at the time that that's what I decided to do, but I just knew that I had to do that. So I went into the forest and I was feeling the weight of this pain that I could feel no matter how hard I, I tried to overlook it or numb it out. I would see it in everyone. I would see it in my mother. I would see it in my father. I would see it in my schoolmates. Just this deep-seated discontentment of some sort. And so I was so distraught that I collapsed to the, the ground and I said, earth and sky, the great spirit, God, whoever you're called, I know that you're just this greater part of me, right? This unified greatest version, unified field of myself that has access to all things, that knows everything, knows my gifts, it knows my higher self, it knows where I've been and, and what my specialties are, what I'm good at, what my skills are, knows, you know, how to weave the timeline is just this greater holographic intelligence. So I was like, I will devote my whole life to doing the next step, to taking the next step. If you just show me what it is, because I want to help and I want humanity to experience a high conscious civilization. And that's my goal. That's what I want to create. So please bring me the next step and, and show me what to do. And so to my great surprise, um, I actually started getting inclinations. I started getting information. I started remembering my skills. And I started realizing that these other dimensional aspects and beings that I was communicating with were actually higher dimensional aspects of myself. Many of us come from collective consciousness and from actually dimensional realities, which are completely intact with source consciousness. Okay. And so it's rather strange for a lot of us that haven't had a individuated form very often to be separate. Like we feel that unified feel, that unified existence, right? And so um, they started guiding me to these different places on the earth where I started to run different kinds of frequencies to open up different energy pathways and to restore different things and to clear and to help different um, souls transfer back home and all of these things. And um, so eventually they led me to um, this land here in New Mexico where I live. And this is in 2015 when I landed here. And I was basically told that a man had bought land here before he died. He said this little Chinese girl from Andromeda was going to come. And then this land <clears throat> was meant for her to build a starseed mystery school. And so when I came here and I was like, hey, I'm from Andromeda. I'm here to build a Starseed Mystery School. You know, the Lancer that was here kind of turned white and he's just transferred. He, he knew that I was coming, but he wasn't, you know, absolutely certain that I was coming with these things. <clears throat> so I would say that this was the first major 3D experience that I've had with the Galactics, right? Because this man, Stu, which by the way, I heard this voice first, March of 2013, and Stu died in March of 2013 before we ever met or anything in the physical, right? So he literally just died and at the exact same time started communicating with me. And so this is 
my first major physical human experience of the galactic experience of the realness of the galactic timelines um, and, and my galactic aspects, but having real implications in the physical world, which I think is really important. I'm going to explain why. <clears throat> so Stu had actually left um, a little bit of money that was just enough to put on a down payment on a modular home. And so I was able to get a home out here that I'm, I'm paying the monthly mortgage on at this point. And um, it's allowed me to um, believe, just fully believe <laughs> my timeline. Because, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, have voices talk to you and you think you're an alien. But it's another thing to literally be given um, a beautiful piece of land with a stargate nearby. And it's literally a inter-universal um, grid work project. That's why, that's part of why I was stationed here. And so, <clears throat> um, these very visceral 3D experiences of synchronicity would actually continue to happen. And I had a full seven years of this, which is why I wanted to bring up my book because my entire awakening story can be read in this book, I Am Starseed. And it talks about, um, you know, grid work, astral grid work, psychic healing, the starseed mission. I talk about my experiences with Sasquatch and ETs and fairies and the story of how I ended up here on this land and all of those things, which were highly packed. It was like one physical human experience of miracles after another. And they're all packed into this book. Um, and all of this is going to make sense in a minute. I'm just feeling the frequencies that are coming in is a little bit um, intense. <laughs> so I'm really excited to be here with all of you and to share the space with you. And um, all that is to say that I trained for five to eight years. It's been eight years now, which I feel like there's a new wave of my, my mission that's really just starting now. And it involves me talking to you. But this training literally happened for five to eight years before I came into a state of integration to be able to facilitate this kind of work. Um, and it wasn't just five to eight years where I was working a job and I could only participate in my embodiment part time. This is five to eight years of making daily decisions of aligning with my mission and my embodiment and the access to my higher dimensional selves was my main focus. I mean, a lot of people probably can't even imagine what that's like. I, you know, in the book, I talk about a lot of stories where I've really had to just like live in my car and drive across the, the continent many times just to integrate and live completely outside of the false matrix, which in the, in the beginning, the first three, four years, it really wasn't easy. But I knew that that's what I needed to do to create a path and puncture a hole out of the false matrix so that we can begin to do this work for real. And so <clears throat> through that five to eight years, so right in the beginning, actually, they told me that um, what I was doing was basically rewiring my reality or my experience of reality. So um, one of the uh, earliest memories I have of my first round of training with the Galactics was when I was living at my mom's house and they would be like, go to the mall. 
And there was this huge mall. It's like one of the biggest malls in Canada, like literally across the main road. And I would be like, I'm not going to the mall. The mall is gnarly. You know, they have, you know, junk food and they sell purses for exorbitant prices. And I'm not going to the mall. They're like, you have to go to the mall because this is part of your training. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I literally feel my body just being pulled towards the mall. So I'd be like, fine, I'm going to the mall. So I go to the mall and I'd be sitting in the food court and then something would happen to my perception or my third eye and um, I would be guided to just scan. So I was scanning the space, I was scanning the building, I was scanning the products, and I was scanning the people. And I realized that when I um, activated this ability, I can actually get a lot of information. I could really see into different energy systems. This was one of my gifts that was being trained and activated. This was like all the way back in 2014, 2015, something like that. So this training continued basically every day where when I realized that I could basically see through energy fields, I started doing it to myself. And I started scanning my own energy field and I realized how much garbage was inside of there. And they basically told me that it was going to take me seven years of devoted clearing and practice um, to get to the point where I'm going to be able to actually embody this frequency to be on my mission for real. So that was seven to eight years ago, um, which is why really I'm feeling like my missions are just starting now because, I mean, I can, I'm just like scanning back at all the times that I was just, you know, going through all these dimensional levels of healing. Um, and I think that this was really important because this was training that, first of all, my human self engaged in. Making the decision to devote yourself entirely to spirit and to the universal unity and to your self with a capital S, right? This, mis this means making the higher decisions for yourself on a moment-to-moment -moment basis and really showing up for yourself and going to the dark places, going to the painful places, not just for a day, not just through a class, but devote it to yourself for life because you know, for me, I'm still healing. <laughs> you know, I'm still going through the deep layers in my sacral and root chakra. And, you know, this is nothing to be ashamed about because think about how many thousands of years our ancestors have been enslaved and abused by this planetary system. And many of us come from other star systems where we've experienced the same thing. A lot of us are actually here to heal galactic trauma and I'm feeling it getting triggered. Don't worry. We got you. You're safe here in this field. We're just going to ping them, right? Just to just ping them in the field, bring them into consciousness. Say, well, this is actually our mission. And there is a um, payback. I mean, you are going to be rewarded for doing this work because what you're getting back through doing this work is your creator abilities. And through you bringing back your creator abilities, you're actually representing humanity, getting those powers back. And I'm going to break that down. But I think that the main point I'm trying to get here is that because I know how much healing work I've had to do over the last seven years to be where I am now, and because I have the ability to literally, you know, I, I've, you know, when I was first doing this work, I was scanning my field three to four hours a day. And eventually what happens is that your body starts to actually work and process energy for the planet. 
And so even though I was doing that for a really long time and for a while, I was really supported. Um, there was a period of time when ayahuasca really came in to support me in some really deep, um, let's say, astral ritual abuse, past life ritual abuse, kind of really deep, dark um, magic distortions. Um, by the way, like, you know, I have a super profoundly deep connection with that medicine. My birth name actually means fragrant medicinal tea. And so nine times out of 10 during an ayahuasca ceremony, I was actually cloaking myself so that the facilitator didn't either negatively affect my experience or see what I was doing and try to stop it or try to steal my powers, which is, you know, just kind of the state of that whole, um, reality and many of you that you know do work with the medicine know that is just a really messy reality out there but long story short it was a lot of devotion and a lot of intense practice that went into training to play this role that I'm playing now which I would say my role is self-healing guide it's galactic self-healing guide and what I mean by that is basically you know our bodies carry all the information that we need for it to be an optimal operation. And that includes the functions of ascension and includes the functions of telepathy and all of these higher dimensional skills that we have. It's all coded inside of our body, inside of our DNA and inside of our light bodies, right? So all of that information is already inside of you. And my role is basically just to offer tools and a loving environment and a reflection, you know, sometimes seeing that reflection that, okay, you know what, this person has gone through all these things, you know, sexual trauma, rape, abandonment. My parents kicked me out when I was 16. I was homeless for like five years, dropped out of school, all of these things. And if this person um, by the grace of my own soul's divinity, I can heal myself to arrive in this place where I'm now having a thriving business and I live in my own house and all these things. And I just turned 27. If I can do it, I'm just acting as a reflection that this work really works, right? We're not trying to just get by. We're trying to thrive. We're not trying to just, you know, have a job so we can do our spiritual practice on the side. We're trying to be an example of what a high consciousness civilization looks like, of what a full-powered creator human being exists as. This is what um, all of us are here to do. And guess what? You are highly coded for this. Your soul has the knowledge to do this. You have access to all of this information and more. And sometimes, you know, we just need a little help and a little bit of support from somebody that, you know, is an interdimensional scientist that I can share with you the anatomy of your light body so that you can pull energy through it in a specific way that can greatly accelerate your healing. So really, this is the stuff, the information that I'm here to share. Um, and the last thing that I have with the real galactics here is that, um, a healthy, healthy lower chakras are required for grounded perceptions of time. Okay. So this is really important because, um, I, um, I would say that I am an oracle. I don't use the word channel because the word channel seems more like a, um, 
anatomical or a biological process, and it seems more of like a secular word. I like to use the word oracle specifically because the practice of oracular channeling or oracular transmission is literally an ancient galactic cosmic temple art. And what a temple art is is the art of being. In service and in devotion, right? What is building a temple or building a space of absolute connection to the Great Spirit, to God, to cosmic sacred unity? Whatever you want to call it, is a field, is a feeling, it's a vibration, right? And so, when we build a temple, we are building a space which actuates and amplifies the energy of sacredness. Of divinity, of true original holiness, which actually is filled with joy and love. And so, the act of being an oracle is really a priest or a priestess who opens up to only the highest frequencies of original source of divinity, of you know high consciousness teachings of ascension. Right, these are the only energies that we work with, and so for this reason, we don't call it channeling because you can really channel anything. Right, you can channel the consciousness of a dog, you can channel the consciousness of a negative alien, you can channel the consciousness of a frequency technology that's emitting from mind control tech. And when we are not、um, trained, when we are not inside of a field where we are cultivating true. Sacred beingness inside of our being, you know. Without that training,、um, you you aren't you can't be <laughs> an oracle. And it's not、um, a comparison. It's I'm trying to make a distinction here where the presence of holiness is very important to me. The presence of true Christed holiness is, you know, I, I'm feeling those hearts light up. I can feel you guys in the field lighting up with this. Um, because I feel like at this point, you know, this is a huge part of discernment, right? And the reason for for this is this conversation is like, you know, after having all of these ex- experiences, right, physical human experiences,、um, and this training, and you know, when I'm doing sessions, I'm able to just pierce through the late body、um, with my. Vision, and I'm able to pull through really high frequency, pristine energies of source that it's actually effective in clearing and healing. You know what we can get done in two hours is just incredible. And the only reason why I'm able to do that is because I spent five to eight years deeply devoted to that process of excavating and healing myself every single day. Every single day, there's not a day that goes by in which I'm not, you know, seeing the holes in my field and healing them. And again, you know, at some point, these heal these holes do become cross lifetime. They do become collective. They become galactic lineage and human lineage. And again, that's where the real work is. And so, because I have excavated my lower chakras. And I have brought my higher higher consciousness into my human existence. I'm able to、um, almost like perceive reality differently. Okay, and this has to do with the different layers of our light body. Now, do, is this what I want to go into right now? Or yeah, okay. 
We're going to take a little break now and listen to a special message from the Earth Star Academy. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Hey angels, it's me again, the Earth Star. I just wanted to let you know about our incredible mothership. It's a dream come true for starseeds, a place where you can express your magical cosmic self and receive full spectrum training, healing, and quantum support on your mission. Our colossal 500 module curriculum includes teachings like psychic training, negative ego healing, creation mastery, advanced training for healers, sacred contact with ETs, spirit guides of source, vessel optimization, grid work, new earth entrepreneurship, full spectrum healing and DNA activation, and of course, a detailed breakdown of our mission on earth and so much more. You might ask, how am I able to offer such a wide spectrum of knowledge? Well, I've been training with the Guardians for a decade to serve you exactly in this way. We tried to think of every possible thing you might need to succeed as a sovereign creator, consciousness lifter, and timeline weaver, and to make all of this available to you in our $89 monthly membership, which also includes a community space where you can connect with other starseeds and lightworkers, weekly live Q&As, workshops, healings, and planetary gridwork ceremonies with me and the Earthstar team. The Mothership is a light technology, and it is a pristine source love field held by the Guardians in our angelic galactic team. It was made to support you on Earth in every way, and it's such an honor to walk this incredible journey with you. If all of this makes your heart flutter with joy and excitement, you can go to earthstar.academy to sign up. We all deserve a safe and loving place to rest our wings, and I'm so honored to build that mothership with you. Once again, that's earthstar.academy. Can't wait to welcome you home, Starling. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the Starseed Mission Podcast. Let's now get back to the show. So then, you know, it was easy because, again, I didn't receive any of this information from the New Age community. In fact, I didn't even find the New Age community until a couple years after my initial awakening experience. And I know that a lot of people do wake up through the New Age community, through people, through me and through the disclosure community, which I think is amazing. Um, and I think it was important that I didn't for the specificity of my mission. And that was that. So because everything happened inside of me and from the very beginning, they told me that reclaiming my field, clearing my energy, healing myself was actually what was going to lead me to landing my mission. By the time I entered into the new age and the disclosure community, I had already my inner experiences that I can contrast with what I was seeing. And, you know, for many years, I had I was sent on recon mis missions to different conferences and I would, you know, do the same thing like I did in the shopping mall where I would just scan the field, scan people, scan the speakers. What are the speakers actually doing? What's actually happening inside the room? Are people's field opening? Are they experiencing divine love or are they experiencing fear? And are they actually being siphoned of energy? All these things are very easy to see. It's like you go outside and, you know, a bunny rabbit runs across the road. You're like, oh, it's a bunny that ran across the road. It's like, oh, that guy's siphoning collective energy. You know, it's very clear when you practice every single day on 
activating your abilities, which, you know, I have done for almost a decade. And so when I realized that some of these people were teaching ascension classes and some of these people were channeling beings that were telling them about timelines, um, it was weird and strange to me, right? Because first of all, ascension to me is a very deeply profound and scientific process that involves the breaking down the anatomy of the dimensionalities, the anatomy of our light body, the anatomy of our DNA and how consciousness and DNA interacts. And so it's a scientific process that we can learn and we can explore and we can, um, you know, experience inside of our body. It's not a vague concept that we don't know about and that people can just throw around and make money off of, right? And I was seeing that quite a lot in the community. Um, and so, you know, there are times when I get called out to conferences, like I said, and I'm um, my job one time I was at a conference and I, I was dragged to this conference, right? Um, I really didn't want to go because the vibrations at these conferences, because after, and I'm going to get into this next clearing the dense layers of the light body and why this is the most important thing in increasing discernment and why once you do this, there's no question in your discernment because you know, you're accessing gnosis and you're accessing the field of pure source where there's, you know, you, anyway, before I get into that, I had already been doing this work. So my field was very sensitive already. And so I hated going to these events where, um, awareness of energy was not present and, awareness of what sensitives really need to have a good time are not present <laughs> because the organizers have not really done any self-work on themselves at all. And they're trying to make money off of people that are trying, that are looking for information. It's, you know, really quite upsetting. It's not their fault. Um, but you know, money and different things makes us do different things. So anyway, um, so I, I was asking the Galactics, you know, why am I here? I hate these things. I don't want to be here. And I look out my window and the car in front of me literally had these giant stickers on the back windshield that says Archon Protection. I was like, what am I doing here? And I like, I look out the front window and they're like Archon Protection. I was like, oh, so I'm basically here to protect the field. You have no idea how many mass meditations I've been invited to and, you know, these disclosure ascension events that have 20,000 people at them and people are just getting hooked out the wazoo and nanites are being straight sprayed at them. And I'm like, there meditating the whole time, just like, you know, clearing the field. And this is the stuff that happens. And, you know, I recommend when you, um, find a support system, which support systems are important, right? Because we all have different skills and when you go to school, you know, if you want to go into engineering, you would have to have a physics teacher. But it doesn't mean that the physics teacher is your guru. He's just teaching a science, just teaching you information about the fabric of reality that belongs to everyone. So it's like he's just somebody that has the knowledge that's there to share it with you because you are there to find knowledge. And, and this is knowledge that, you know, the galactics and the ancient families have known for billions of years. So we don't have to just sit in a cave and meditate, try to figure it all out ourselves. However, um, when you are looking for someone to support you in your awakening and healing process, look at their life, 
right? Look at what they have been through. Look at what kind of training they've had. Um, look at the experiences that they've had as a human being. Feel how your inner children feel around them. This is the most important thing because there are some people where my inner children just, you know, they could be saying the nicest things. They could be saying, you know, beautiful, you know, things about the new earth and all this stuff. But if my inner children are not comfortable around them, that's a red flag for me, right? And so, um, it's kind of this awkward time when I'm really stepping in because, you know, I am being called to create a starseed school. And I do feel like, you know, I've been really nominated. Like it's like a great honor. It's not like I'm like, oh, I know stuff more than you guys. And I'm here to, you know, I'm so great. It's like, no, I'm here to serve you guys because you believed in me upstairs to go through this last seven years to be able to anchor this integration to reflect it at you. You guys trusted me to play that role. And I wake up every single day and I do my fucking, oops, I do my best to fulfill that role because we are operating as a collective unity. And it would have just been pure chaos if we all had to go through what I did in the last seven, eight years. And now that I've pretty much clicked into this training, I can basically transmit this frequency and you guys can probably omit and accelerate that process in your own life so let's talk about the dense layers of the body okay this is really 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 important <laughs> and it's really not talked about enough and once i communicate with you what this concept is it's really going to be a breakthrough okay because now we're no longer using our pure mind and intellect to discern, which our mind is just not smart enough to know certain things, right? Our mind is a computer, so it takes inputs and it creates outputs, it creates equations. And so our mind is going to be like, if a person talks like this, and if they look like this, then one plus one equals they must be Jesus, right? That's what the mind, that's like the capacity of the mind. Um, and when we grow up in the false matrix and our parents and our great grandparents pass down what I call density, dense layers of the light body, and what creates density would be trauma experiences, long periods of depression and trauma and famine, um, conflict, fear. Um, because what happens is that your light body is this like sensitive and beautiful and flowing energy right and when something traumatic happens it tenses up and it denses because it's creating a barrier it's creating a protection and so that's one way that a dense layer or a muscle tension or fascial um tightness and knots can form all connected right so i know what it takes for a person to actually work through those layers of density because I've been through it. And I'm actually quite a gifted self-healer because I have access to these tools. I, you know, my ancestors were Taoists and I can feel my energy body. Like these are gifts that I have. And even though I had all of those gifts and that awareness, it still took me a really long time and a lot of practice, a lot of devotion to work through all of these layers of density and they're still existing in my field. It's just I have a very good awareness of what they are, okay? And so because of this, 
Let's talk about a subtle sense perception of what it is, okay? Some people call it higher sense perception. Um, I like to call it subtle sense perception because it just makes more sense to my brain. So think about frequencies and energies in the form of density or oscillations. Denser energies would be the heavier emotions, right? Of fear and anger and rage and jealousy and all these things, they feel like they have a wide oscillation pattern, a slow oscillation. Um, now let's think about an, an energy like excitement or happiness and love. You know, these feel like a faster and more loving and more subtle, a more subtle frequency of experience. Okay. And so there's even subtler fields, um, the higher dimensions, um, the um, light rays and the geometries of time-space that contain the higher source template um, consciousness, all of that is even, even subtler than the emotional bandwidth, okay? And then there's even denser energies of, you know, when a soul experiences torture or ritual abuse, which has occurred on this planet a lot. Many of you have experienced it on the astral plane. So these are like the densest energies of just absolute disconnection and death, right? And so the reason why the masses can't tell the difference between, you know, what's true and what's a lie because, you know, they're just watching TV and the TV is saying things and that's why there's echo chambers, right? That's why a lot of people just believe what the TV says. And the reason for that is because their field is so dense that they are not be able, not able to discern the subtler differences between a lie and truth or what's good for them or what's not good for them. Their field is in such a dense space that all they can have access to is their intellectual processing instead of their holographic intelligence that includes their emotions and their intuition and all the um, subtle nuances of the light body. And you as an ultra sensitive person, you know, I know when I was a kid, I could feel what my mom was feeling like before she came home from work. And I knew if she was upset, I would try to take care of her. And it was like, I was a super sensitive being and, and any person that feels like they're an empath or a super sensitive, you know what I'm talking about. So the reason for that is because you come from a lighter field. Okay. But when you come into a physical body, and you experience the false matrix. Maybe you grew up in a, you know, a muggle family like me and you had to go to public school. And some of us were so sensitive that we started shutting down, right? Numbing out, leaving our body. So all these things then create dense fields in our lower chakras, especially our root chakra. And I was going to go into the root chakra, but I think this is going to have to be another conversation because the root chakra is so important. So I think we're going to do the root chakra next week. Okay. And that's going to involve, you know, a deeper dive into cultivating subtle sense perceptions. So subtle sense perception is then basically you're getting closer and closer to perceiving and experiencing reality as your true self, as your highest source connected aspects who probably can feel so subtly because reality is so fine and delicate and beautiful and exuberant 
and 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 pure and crystalline, right? So that's like a such a subtle frequency energy that when that frequency begins to land in the body and you're experiencing yourself as that level of subtlety, then you're gonna notice all of a sudden your ability to discern increases right? Because every little nuance of energy you're going to feel. And this is, you know, something again, that a lot of you empaths and super sensitives, you've already experienced this when, you know, you're at school or something and there's a teacher or anyone and they might not be exhibiting any weird behavior, but something about their vibe just feels off, right? It's because energy is not running through their field. When we're in our original template, and source energies and consciousness and life force. That's what it is. Life force is animating our field. If we're in purity and clarity and in our original template, then what we will experience is just pure love, pure love and expansive joy and creativity, right? These are the original frequencies of the universal matrix or God. And so when you are a hypersensitive and you've cleared these distortions, it's very easy to see who is emitting an authentic ray of divine love and who isn't. And for someone that is not emitting an authentic ray of love, they sh definitely shouldn't be teaching a class about ascension because sensing and experiencing yourself as love is only the beginning of the whole journey. It's just the opening to the door when you, ah, I am divine. It's me. And so this is why our subtle sense perception is so important because this is also how we discern who we interact with interdimensionally. And I happen to have been born with a high level of skepticism, okay? I do not work with very many beings. I think this is, a you know, first of all, I come from a very, you know, I come from a different universe. And so... Um, I could see the universal structure from a very high level. And because of that, you know, for the most part, working directly with source and working with my own higher selves is enough. I've never had to ask for help outside of that, really. Um, and my galactic team, which is, an, uh, you know, I is an assortment of beings that know the soul intimately and have worked with the soul for an, a long ancient time my ascended and master ancestors right these are beings that i work with and once in a while you know um a master shows up like babaji and in the beginning of this year you know when babaji showed up like i was kind of like eh, like i don't really i know you know that source and my dna can reflect and unlock everything so you know Unless a being is really reflecting something that I feel profoundly, I'm probably not really going to listen to what they want from me because, you know, all of the spirit beings want um, our experience, want humans to work with. And so when this master, this true master was in my presence, I could only weep. I felt just being in this master's presence, I felt the love of all of creation so profoundly that all I could do was weep and recognize my own part in that, my own connection, my own union with that. 
And that was an internal experience that I was gifted through being in the presence of this master. So from that point, you know, on, I, I decided that I would only work with, you know, I would only learn from beings that created that impact on me because feeling divine love is so important. I can't stress to you how this one very simple thing, why does the new age not really talk about that, right? Why aren't we talking about inner union with divinity and how profound and sacred that is? And, and that's a great uh, inquiry to begin our dissection of the new age deception, right? And so now my work, I'm just so careful. Like I know the importance. I mean, I've worked so hard on this field that I'm not going to allow any being to come in and be like, hey, can I heal your field? Like, no, <laughs> you know, unless your unless your field is pristine and it's just making my inner children jump in joy and is making me weep in the presence of the profoundness of God, um, you know, I'm good. And so for that, um, reason um i feel like it's the same thing with the real galactics this is what i feel with my galactic team is that the feeling of union the feeling of profound love is permeating always it's just the environment it's just the tank it's just the the water just the air that we're in the environment is just permeated with this pristine love of divinity that we are it's the fabric of our being right and so once you know what that vibration feels like and you go out into the new age community you're gonna quickly be able to feel you know who's on that vibe and who isn't on that vibe and you know, there's a lot of people that are well-meaning in the community, right? A lot of star seeds are just waking up and they're excited and they have technology skills and they're super well-meaning. But, you know, without these levels of discernment that comes from years and years of self-work, if a being comes in and say, hey, it's the Galactic Federation, I have this message for you. Um, and, you know, your dense field can't discern, you know, who those beings really are because you hadn't devoted your whole life for the last decade to literally refining your field to such a point where you can discern the difference between even the super subtle fields. And just as a reflection, you know, at this point when I'm doing sessions, I can literally go through the subtle layers of the light body and say, this is from that lifetime, that distortion is connected to this ancestor who did this. And it's like, it's not a download. It's not like I'm getting fed the information. I've trained my psychic abilities so much to a point where I can read the subtle energy field um, through your being, through the body. It's like a, it's like you're reading a book or you're, you're, you cut the cake and you can see the different layers of the cake with your eyes, with your physical eyes, right? It's not like your mom is saying, oh, this cake has five layers. Like you're seeing it with your eyes and your physical brain is giving you the information. So that's kind of, you know, where we've gotten. And, you know, on the one hand, it's kind of awkward to talk about these things. Like, I don't want to boast. Like, I don't want to say, oh, I'm so great. But I'm really just trying to create a contrast, right? Like, practice is real training is real that's why i'm starting the starseed school so we can train right this process of 
strengthening your subtle or higher sense perception. Not that you ever have to get to the point where you're a psychic surgeon, if that's not, you know, what you're here to bring, but clearing these dense layers of your light body is definitely what is necessary to begin to experience your, your, yourself as yourself, <laughs> as yourself, meaning that you have access to your memories from other star, star systems and your skills from other star systems. The main one that I use these days is the, the aspect of myself that's a geneticist, right? I'm able to understand light geometry and I'm able to shift them um, in alignment with the laws of the universal creation. So whatever your starseed skills are, you can access them, but only if you know how to um, de-densify or lighten or, or raise, your, raise your vibration. That's a catchphrase, but it's a scientific process um, where you can expand your sensitivity to a point where you're beginning to sense the finer aspects of yourself and bring them down into physical and thus unlocked your gifts, right? So many of you have so many incredible gifts. And um, I'm just super, super excited that we are here to bring some serious magic. So let's just briefly at the end of this video talk about, you know, spotting plants um, and people that are well-meaning, right? Just, just well-meaning people that, you know, are not plants, but are being manipulated to perpetuate the new age glass ceiling. So there's a couple parts to this. And these are things that I realized. The first one is that we grew up in a false matrix where we're literally groomed and programmed and trained to celebrity worship and to put people on a pedestal and to idolize them from a young age. Like think about Justin Bieber coming out and then all the girls with the Justin Bieber posters. Like, do we know Justin Bieber? Do we know what kind of person he is? I personally don't. I, you know, think that he's a starseed. However, I don't know him personally. I don't know if, you know, I don't know what kind of character traits he has, but just because, you know, the media and his, you know, um, record label is marketing him in a certain way that young children are idolizing him, right? Worshiping him, putting him up on the wall and saying, oh, this person is so great, you know, just putting them on a pedestal. So even if you as a human like didn't do that, like you didn't idolize a celebrity, celebrities and the existence of um, artificially raised up people <laughs> um, was a thing in our society. And so that actually is subconsciously shaped um, our um, relational um, abilities. So this is something that, you know, it's in the sacral chakra is a dense field is something that we need to work through. You know, if you go into your sacral chakra, you will find a, phys a physical etheric energy where this pattern is stored. And actually, you know, every, every program and belief and pattern is a geometry in the energy body, which means that you can remove them and restore them, which is the work that, you know, we would do. So because we're literally trained to do this, and this is why in the disclosure and the new age, you know, there's especially a lot of, you know, middle-aged people that, you know, because that was really when this, these programs with, you know, Hollywood and stuff came through. And these are the people that, you know, idolize. And we, now we have, now we have new age and disclosure celebrities, right? People that, 
bring through entertaining information that we pay money for. It's almost like, you know, it's like, what are, what are, what are we doing really? Okay. So with that understanding, then it's literally programmed into our being to idolize and pedal, um, put people on the pedestal. Of course, this makes sense because this is how the um, negative ETs have controlled humanity for eons. Like we're literally, literally genetically manipulated to idolize false gods and <laughs> celebrities and whatnot. So are there celebrities in the new age disclosure reality that we're beginning to see that actually have no profound connection to God, to sacredness, to templates, or maybe they have, you know, a little bit, but really when you use your subtle sense perception and not just your intellectual mind, not just, you know, what they're saying with their words, but what they're saying with their energy, what they're emitting energetically through their, all the layers of their dense bodies, um, you, you quickly realize, you know, um, who who's here for the thing and and who's here to perpetuate what i call the new age glass ceiling and the new age glass ceiling is very interesting because many of you woke up in the new age and woke up in the disclosure community i think this is amazing but most people get stuck here because that's what it's designed to do right the new age glass ceiling is basically a lot of these different programs that are like oh, we're on this great timeline and, you know, the aliens, the galactics are finally doing this and soon you're all going to be saved or whatever. Or, you know, oh, the ascension is here. Yay, we're activating our DNA. And it's kind of saying like that's already happening like under the current and there's nothing you have to do to participate in that. And part of this is true. Like, yeah, there's solar rays and light frequencies and all these codes and activations and the earth is acting, activating and these rays are coming out. And so to a certain extent, we are experiencing those things. And knowing how much deliberate action I've had to take over the last seven years to get to this place where I'm at, I know for a fact that when, you know, it's just tossed around in the new age community, like, Oh, we're ascending, like 5D ascension. Very deliberate and scientific process that needs to be taken. And next week, we're going to talk about the root chakra. And the reason for that is, you know, you're, you're going to see, I can't go into it as a whole can of worms. I just can't right now. So I think that we have communicated completely. Um, and I will say that, you know, it's funny. Oh, the one thing that I missed out was like, um, I'm pretty sure there's something called the looking glass technology. And this is something that I like had an awareness of before, you know, I read anything about it or heard people tell me about it. And basically is this feeling like, you know, maybe they were just talented or maybe they were just skilled remote viewers into the future, but they definitely saw that starseeds were radically changing this world. And so a lot of these different um, plants and um, people that are doing, saying all the right words, right? They're saying all the right words, but there's just no substance. There's just no depth to what they're bringing. It's like they, they, the words is all they know. Well, the thing is that when is uh, when a group of people are creating imitations to deceive, they don't have creativity, 
right? AI literally only knows how to imitate. So all they know is to take all the words that we're organically saying and putting them in a person and having the person say those things. There's no depth and creativity that's flowing through them that's actually a representation of the energy that they're talking about. And so I'm pretty sure that, you know, this isn't new, that um, they saw that these different galactic councils were making a real difference on the planet. So they created fake ones just to confuse people, just to mislead people. Um, there are voice of God technologies that can literally speak into people's minds. And so again, these days, I can't even watch most channelings because I'll just start to get a headache. Um, which is the same thing that happens if I try to watch TV or the news because the frequency oscillation of the emitting consciousness is just so in out of harmony with, you know, the peace and serenity and divine love that is um, flowing through this being. And so, you know, try it, try it out, right? Try it out. And I think this is why I like to use sound frequencies in the transmissions because it's pure frequency transmission like you can't fake you can't fake a frequency transmission because it's literally the geometry of the emotions that come through so when i'm singing a lot of you will have memories and you'll cry you'll cry because it's literally the frequency of sacred union with ourself inner union with divinity that's come that comes through and you know i invite you to have a really fun time you know i invite you to get this training just go out there and start scanning things right scan tv scan your friends scan yourself scan channelings scan videos scan for the profoundness and the sacredness of divinity and all of creation in in harmonic resonance with that joy with that love and, you know, um, let me know if that helps and that works, right? Because somebody was like, well, how do we know, you know, who's channeling and who's, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, once again, I wouldn't even want to like that. The, when I'm singing, I would say it's channeling, right? It's technically the act of channeling, but I would never call it channeling because it's a sacred act to me. Oracle transmissions is something that is sacred and that is creating a sacred ceremony container to be shared in that space. Because what we're really doing is we're bringing through these masters, we're bringing through source. And so how do we create the right space to actually respect that about ourselves, to put the sacredness and our divinity at the highest place in our life, in our consciousness in our living, breathing experience on a day-to-day -day basis. And when we put our sacredness at the top, it means that we're also creating space around around um, sacred practices. And that's, what, that's when we start to build a temple inside of our body. We're building a temple inside of our house and we build a temple inside of our day-to-day -day experience, okay? And I think that more than anything, this is something that lights me up and we think about how this is really something that has been eradicated, right? The church no longer does that, right? When you go into a church, are you crying and weeping at the beauty of the truth of our divinity? Or do you feel like some God is trying to judge us all the time? Like, oh, you better, 
better not do this, <laughs> you know, or you're going to go to hell or whatever. <laughs> and so, ooh. yeah, it's important to have, bring this conversation to this place because ascension knowledge has, is not new, right? This is not the first time that ascension and, um, the embodiment of higher dimensional qualities and the activation of Siddic powers and all of these things. It's not the first time that this has appeared on the planet. This has existed for as long as humans have existed. And even the really super ancient Native American tribes, there are beings that shapeshift. There are beings that create ceremony. There are beings that, you know, channel the voice of the creator. Um, and so for a very, very long time, I think the last, you know, major one that I can think of is, first of all, China is literally um, killing and selling the organs of their um, of their Qigong practitioners. And most of the Qigong or the Falun Gong practitioners, like people that are spiritual, are beings that come from particular lineages or bloodlines right of divine connection and certain practices connect us to our perfected light body and so these teachings are a danger to the cabal because if people had access to their power to their divine power then nobody would want to um you know go to their job or be controlled or you know feel like they they can be controlled even because just be too powerful they remember that they're a divine creator being and so even now, right, people with divine knowledge are being persecuted. Thousands of years ago, 1200, when the Cathars were the last beings that were really trying to bring in these temples, the Templar, right, the temples, spaces, the containers that ha hold space for the highest original frequencies of divine union, creational love. What happened to them? Literally eradicated by the church right? And so this has been going on for a long time. And it's still happening now. It's just happening differently. It's like the vibration of sacredness is being eradicated from our world. And that is why even in the new age community, in the spiritual community, when, when really, what is spirit? What is being spiritual? Is the recognition that we are divine love, that we are in unity with the force of unified creation. It's so simple, right? But this is a vibration. This is a feeling. It's a profound feeling that, you know, oftentimes I'll just be doing whatever and I'll just feel it so deep and I'll just start weeping. And this is a feeling that is, you know, I'm looking around the New Age community and I'm like, what what are we doing really? What What, what is this? <laughs> What is this? Okay. Um, and the reason for it is that it's literally Im an imitation that was put there so that the real spiritual people, all of you guys who have this deep, profound connection to spirit, that's why you woke up, right? You're already super sensitive. You're already tuned into your subtle sense perceptions. That's why you can tell the difference from the truth and the lies, right? So... This new age glass ceiling partially resonates with all of us because we. this is like the most spiritual thing. It's, it's, as I like to call it, the spiritual sector of the false matrix, <laughs> right? 
But really what it's trying to do is actually keep us from connecting to the true vibrations and knowledge and teachings of our higher selves, of our highest selves, of God, of universal templates, of universal creation, of ascension. And so, whoo, you know, I, I'm seeing this vision of literally just poking a hole through it, right? We're just poking a hole through it. Like, that's what we're doing. That's what we're here to do. And um, I'm going to complete today's transmission with a healing as promised on clearing some of these denser layers of the light body. But, you know, I'm starting this new thing and I'm getting ready to record a bunch of modules for the Starseed Training Academy um, that's opening in February. And, you know, what I'm really going to do is break everything down because this year I had my um, first run of the school and people are having extraordinary experiences. But I think that the material, because you know, I'm still stepping this awareness and this knowledge down from my own higher self, <laughs> um, that sometimes, you know, we're just moving too fast. Or a lot of people feel like, oh, well, I'm a beginner. And I feel like, you know, when you talk about templates and multidimensionality, it's just a little bit too hard for me to um, attune to or touch viscerally. And so I'm, I'm creating a really comprehensive beginner's class um, that's holding the context of all of these other things that I, I'm, I'm talking about, right? These dimensionalities of understanding and context. So that when you go through the beginner class, you know that you're just directly on a path to learning the advanced lessons. You know, we're not just going to talk about chakras. We're going to talk about the creational implications of your chakras and how creation energy flows through them that interacts with the fabric of reality, you know, all of those things and so much more I'm going to be breaking down in the school. And it's going to be $89 a month. Um, and it's going to include, you know, multi-weekly Q&As and live, you know, three-hour healing ceremonies with me on a monthly basis. It's just going to be a real Starseed support system. Whatever it is you guys are needing, um, I'm going to do my best to bring through the vibrations to support that mission because what I want to see is us thriving. Not only are we getting by and just have enough money to bring light to this world, but we are creator beings and we're creating the infinite abundance. We're reflecting the infinite abundance that we are as universal creation beings. And we reclaim this creation on the earth and, you know, redirect all particles of the creation to benevolence and love. Um, and that looks like, you know, all of you being abundant and doing what you love and being able to fund, you know, whatever it is that you need, whether it's a healing center or a child rescue mission, feeling anchored and empowered and all that is lower chakra stuff, right? Feeling stable, feeling like life force can flow through these vessels, which can create that stability and true strength, fortification, where you're not like, oh, you know, these, these people, they're, you know, doing these things to kids and I don't know if I can do any. You're like, I am strong. I am powerful. I'm an infinite creator being. And this is a vibration in which we operate. And then the reality is going to reflect that. And all of a sudden we're online and we're on our mission. So I'm really excited for that. It's kind of a big thing in my world right now because I'm planning it and I'm writing the curriculum and I'm basically going to be recording you know, a lot of material 
Um, and I'm really excited because, you know, during these talks, I can get into a lot, but sometimes I really want to dive into specific things and I don't have so much time and is a little bit scattered. And I just need a contained environment where, you know, we can do a step-by-step -step process, right? Maybe it's going to be like a three-year process. I mean, for me, it took seven, eight years, but for you, it's not going to take that long because you're going to have this process. Um, and so next week, we're going to dive into the root chakra, which is going to be a great talk um, because this is really the, the key of creating a new reality. Okay? When we say, oh, we're going from 3D to 5D or creating a new earth, and yet there's no talk of the root chakra, it's delusional. If we're not going to be able to create a new reality, if the fabric and the physics and the operating system of the old world, of the old paradigm, is deeply etched into our literal root chakras, which unless you go through a very deliberate experience of healing and clearing, I guarantee you it's still there. Guarantee you. There's no getting around it. You have to do the work, right? That's why you're here to build a new earth. How do you build it? Literally restructure the foundation of your own being from the old paradigm to the new paradigm. And so this is going to be a really juicy conversation we're going to talk about next week on Starseed Mission Support. And I love you guys so, so much. I'm going to wrap this up here with a clearing uh, all the denser fields and i hope you guys have a beautiful week until we gather next week and um yeah so i invite you to just get comfortable if you want to lie down whatever is going to allow your body to relax and be open just know that this is a safe field and that any energy that is brought in today can only interface with your field if it has permission through your higher self if it's in alignment with your highest love and highest joy. I think that this is really important, right? To know that these frequencies are here to serve us. And if something isn't serving us, it can just pass right through our being. This is true for all things. So just know that these frequencies in this field are here to serve you. And only the vibrations that are in alignment with your highest love and joy will transpire will take place, will influence your being in any way. And just breathe and we're gonna get started.
nice long deep breath down into the lower belly expanding the belly as far as it will go exhaling releasing all tension all tension from the body from your aura from your mind and here we're connecting in through our high heart to our highest source connected aspects of self these master ascended unified divine perfect templates of our soul as well connecting to each person's angelic and galactic team who work in alliance with the unified original living creation source and of course we are connecting also to our unified source being together just intending to bring through some frequencies of healing of restoration parts of our being that are in resistance to 
two running currents in our original anatomy. Go ahead and restore all of those processes and remove all implantation. Thought forms, entities, and etc., which are the root cause of these distortions and reversals. We're also releasing any denser fields of pain in a pain body across lifetime, intergenerational, that is ready to be cleared and lifted at this time. And just breathe open. Allow the sound vibrations and the energy field to work for you. the feet chakras and allow the energies to flow through the vehicle freely. Ah, okay, let's just go ahead and bring in an integration frequency here to support these beings in activating our higher or subtle sense perception. Of course, any lingering layers of miasma, frozen miasma, frozen emotional energy, continuing this clearing process here for a little longer. Just breathe. for an integration here and bring in the highest frequency template of our own soul's essence to be embodied and experienced in this new space that we've created at this time. And may all beings walk and breathe in the awareness of their inner true sacred divinity and the power and the wisdom that comes along with the experience of themselves as divine love, as God's love. And may we be strong, infinite sources, lighthouses, emanations of original divine love to envelop all of the fallen world back into union 
And may we elevate and co-create together in joy just as we know as our home, as our true state of being, as something that is remembered and real and visceral to us. Alright family, I love you guys so much and I will see you guys next week. Bye! Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Starseed Mission Podcast and found some hidden treasures along the way. If you'd like to learn more about our work, our amazing community of starseeds and lightworkers, and the amazing healing containers and courses we host, please go to earthstar.academy. You can sign up for our free newsletter, or you can always find us on Instagram or YouTube at earthstar.academy. I love you to the stars and back. See you for the next episode of the Starseed Mission Podcast.